all right it's it's that always throws me off guard like i've been doing it where you have the body in prior to <laughs> so you don't even have to do that because it's just, it feels weird to sit there and have someone to say now recording <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I ke- I keep it a hundred with you. I honestly didn't know if that was you saying that or if that was like a bot. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, bro. It 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 feels like you're getting watched by the I don't know, not NSA or some man, whatever Snowden was running from. <laughs> feel, feel like I'm getting hacked, bro. You know what I'm saying I don't know what's going on. But what's good, sir? I haven't talked to you. Shit, since fucking Denton, since we were going to that um, Poetic Justice. That's the last time I've actually, yeah, that's the last time I communicated with you. Yeah, man, it has been a minute, bro. It's a lot has changed, especially this year. You know, the world is just a lot different, man. It's a lot different than it was back then, so. Have you been hopping into any of these, um, currently with the current, with the COVID situation, I know a lot of people are moving towards virtual versions of what we used to do. I know mm-hmm. I've, I got information on a virtual open mic session, and I was interested in doing that. Have you been moving into those um, new frontiers, basically? Uh, I mean, I've been invited to a couple. I haven't done them only because of the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of them aren't really, I guess, organized in a way that I feel like would be good for me only because like, I feel like I'm like, I'm so busy and stuff during the day. Cause I got a regular nine to five and then I try to do music and stuff outside of that. And also like other things, like I'm an engineer for a podcast. Like I got so many irons in the fire that if I don't have a particular time for something, it's hard mm-hmm. for me to just like, you know, devote a whole night to waiting to do an open mic and you know I don't have like a specific time slot or something like that if it's not like that I just I, I don't know that I could do it yeah so Wait, you've been doing the, you've been doing another podcast as well like engineering for one uh yeah it's uh with a friend of mine and my brother it's called argue over anything we actually argue just posted anything. uh posted the first episode today it's on SoundCloud it'll be on okay. everything else uh a little bit later but yeah I've been uh what, what is it about? If you yeah, if you don't mind talking about it. Uh so basically it's a podcast that kind of discusses everything from like pop culture and movies to uh you know sports, uh music obviously. Uh so it's kind of like a wide range of, of topics and as the title would suggest they just, you know, go back and forth on a bunch of stuff. So we still uh, in the process of coming up with all the different segments, but uh, I like it so far. I think it's pretty That's cool. That's what's up. So. I'm going to have to check that out. I know a lot of the homies, we've all basically pushed that, all right, we're doing a podcast, but soon as <laughs> I got hit with the bug, um, honestly, from just bumping too much Joe Rogan, I was sitting there going like, yo, this is that spectrum, that they're taking that time to talk to people and just understand them and seeing other perspectives i don't know it's something about that that i just i just like and yeah man i said fuck it i'm gonna do my own podcast too then yeah man i heard some of the uh i don't know how you pronounce it but i did listen to some of the the episodes uh just to kind of see what you yeah 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 i ain't want to screw up and say it wrong but yeah zuzu rodeo yeah i heard it's funny because that that name came from uh it's a it's actually an old car Mm -hmm. and 
I just said, you know what? They don't make this hoes anymore. And Zuzu Rodeo sounds like some other Adult Swim shit. So I just ran with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, what's man. up, man. But it's dope, man. I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing, man. Appreciate it. I, I, I'm I'm not trying to be the Black Joe Rogan, but you know if that's what I get called. That's that sounds like that's the plan, man. That's the plan. Especially when I found out homie is moving to Texas, I'm like, yo, I'm about to I'm about to go ahead and keep at it then, so I can get my spot on the show. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, go ahead shoot your shot, man. Well, shit. Um, I was bumping. I was bumping adoption. The early, yeah, earlier today, and bro, that shit rocks. Your flow style is amazing. It's always been amazing. Like, I don't know what it is, but you always had the ability to just you you find that what is it? It's well, shit. You call it flow, but you you're able to just get into it, and it just rocks and it bops with you. And that's that's what I've noticed from just bumping the old shit from Flywalk because that's still on my iPod from from back when. Oh man. Yeah, well, bro. yeah, yeah, appreciate it, bro. I mean, for me, it's I can't really explain it, bro. I don't know that it's something that can be taught. Uh, it just kind of comes to me, bro. And I think, uh, that's what, that's I guess one, one big part of my creative process lately is I've just been trying to expand what I'm listening to, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of it's a lot of people that got flow that aren't necessarily like hip hop artists. You know what I'm saying? Like I actually nowadays I rarely be listening to hip hop. So I just try to listen to a bunch of different stuff, see if I get any inspiration and just take it from there. What are you bumping? Uh lately I've been listening to I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but I think it's like Tama Impala or something. I think it's a like mm. California artist. That's good shit. They're good shit. Oh yeah, you heard it? Yeah, I, I I'm familiar with them. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Rihanna did a joint off their shit. Yeah, um, based off of one of their songs. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I heard that. It's but, they're they're pretty dope because that's what I was I've been bumping that other kind of music for a while since high school like there would be sometimes i would just hear some dope ass shit in a commercial i would have to go find that commercial download the commercial so i could have the mp3 and just sit there and just i'll be i'll be bumping some just off the wall shit because it's just there's so much from other inspirations from other things and like I, I think that's dope i think that's dope i think everyone should take that opportunity to do that yeah, I mean, especially now that you got time. I mean, why not go go find something off the wall, listen to it. I mean, you might like it, you know. And especially, I feel like being, uh, I guess, quarantine, because uh, I feel like a, a a big part of what people listen to, it, like I guess before all this stuff happened, was just based off of like what everybody else was listening to. But it's a completely different thing to like find something as an individual and be like, oh, okay, I like that. And I'm going to like it regardless of if anybody else like it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like having your own individual playlist, I know I know at least for me, has been like a big part of my life. So I had to learn that at an early age because I was very subconscious with it. When you're a black kid and you're around a bunch of other black kids, it was seventh grade. I remember I was bumping Panic at the Disco at the time. And it was some some black chicks on the bus. It was like, uh, you listening to country? It wasn't country. It just it was. <laughs> and for me, I was going like, I'm like, 
No, I'm not listening to country. You know, just one of those things. You're self-conscious about it. And you, it, and as that black kid, I didn't learn to start actually just, like, really feeling something. It, it was it was your homie V's, my, well, my fucking bro. Now, like, like he, he taught me how to fucking just feel the music and not give a fuck what anybody has to say about it. Just, just, just get in it. And, yeah, man, I had to learn that shit. It, it took me a second, but I learned to just let myself be myself while bumping what I like because who am I to let anybody else take that shit from me? Yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, uh, surprisingly enough, I feel like me actually creating music kind of gave me a little bit more confidence when it came to like, okay, what am I going to listen to? Because I, I mean, I went through the same thing. Like you, you listening to something, you're not sure if like other people especially being black, you know, if they going to dish you for whatever you're listening to. But I feel like, you know, it it helps me to create better, so I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What brought you into music? Like, tell me your origin story. (laughs) Origin story. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so um, my brother and his friend, uh, shout out Eric D., they started off doing music way back in the day. And, um, you know, I was just a kid at the time. I didn't really necessarily have any interest in music per se. Uh, but they would want to, like, write raps and have me on the song. It was kind of during a period, like, where uh, people would do that. Like, they would try to get, some, like, a little kid or something on a hook or something like that just because it's interesting sounding. Like, think, like, uh, Chain Hang Low or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I started doing that, and, you know, they was like, oh, this this sounds pretty good, and they were writing for me at the time. Then, um, you know, fast forward, like, even when I was recording that stuff, though, I really didn't. Like, I was recording it just, I guess, for the sake of fun, but I really didn't have no interest in actually, like, being an artist or doing anything myself. So then fast forward to, like, maybe when I was in middle school, that's when I actually started getting a little bit serious and being like, okay, let me see if I can write my own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had, like, a little, um, it was a program called Cool Edit Pro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) so I had the Cool Edit Pro on just like a, you know, regular Windows computer, Cool Edit Pro. I had me like a little uh, karaoke microphone. And so I would literally just sit in my room on the bed, record record stuff. Um, and I think just, I don't know what the, what the version of Bounce Down is called, but anyways, I just bounce it down and then uh, send it out to all my friends or whatever. I think this was like with MySpace or something. So I just, mm. I let all my friends hear it. And I guess luckily for me at the time, like a lot of my friends were pretty, pretty popular. And they was like, oh, check this out. You know, uh, listen to this. He did this. And so fast forward a little bit, a little bit more time passes. I put out a couple songs. Then all of a sudden people start coming to me being like, hey, could I hop on a track with you? Could I do something? And so I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. So we start uh, making tracks on, on Cool Edit Pro, whatever. Um, fast forward, I guess, in the high school, um, I get, like, a actual professional set of Pro Tools and everything. And 
I guess probably one of my biggest songs at that point was like was this song called Ballerina. And really, uh, all that we did with that was like we were just in there playing, bro. I, I had no idea people was going to like that song at all. It was like literally I think we made that in like 45 minutes. <laughs> and it, at first, to me, it was just a joke. I was like, let's just whatever, you know, Ballerina, let's just do it. And so uh, we put that one out, and then a bunch of people really liked it. And then before I knew it, like, people were sending me videos of this, like, being played at a club or videos of this being played at some party they was at. You know, they made a YouTube video, and it had tens and thousands of, of people that watched it. And I'm like, it just came out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? And I think that was probably, um, I guess, my first moment of being like, hey, you know what? Maybe I can actually do this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this yeah. is actually something that I could be professional at, you know? So uh just kept going from there, man. I think that's what's up. Like, that's it's, – it's funny because that's – for me, my experience, what, what brought me into doing the music is it was eighth grade, me and some homies wanted to start a rock band. And – we that we kept up with that, but then we got to got to high school, and by that time I wasn't listening to rap again till maybe sophomore year, and I started hanging out with some homies, and you know you get with homies and you just start rapping. Then I I found that I could actually do it, and people were like, "Hey, that's kind of dope." So I just stuck with it, and for me, fucking talent shows. That's how I met all of y'all actually. That talent show, talent shows at the school. That's what linked all of us. And then we mm-hmm. started meeting up and freestyling with each other. Yeah, that yeah. Shit, that shit just—it's—it's it's cool that that it's a—it's for me it was like it's really cool to see how, well, honestly, how we all went to Townview and, and all of us just want to rap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I actually just uh, made a song with Foster last week. Uh, it's called Amon Ra, but it's it's crazy to see like uh you know everybody's still kind of doing their own thing. It's 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 yeah, good, man. It's inspiring lately. It it is inspiring, and and honestly, it keeps me going. It's like to see that my brothers are still on those same, like they're still chasing their dreams. Like that's that thing that keeps us alive, and I I like that. I really enjoy that, and I want to hear you guys' experiences, and it it just. I don't know. It, at the end of the day, it motivates me, and mm-hmm. I would like to think that one day it would motivate somebody else. So, I yeah, keep doing your shit, man. I I fucks with it, and yeah, I, I love it. I love the fact that you're still chasing that shit. Already, hey, you know what? I did forget one pretty big part of something that happened to me between like elementary and middle school like the reason why i started doing the the cool edit pro and stuff and started writing stuff myself i Mm -hmm. actually uh was on i don't know if you remember the show but it was showtime at the apollo um Mm. because we were so what happened was me my brother and eric d we we would just go around doing like shows wherever we could find them whether it be a rec center um you know just anywhere a, a little party or something and so eventually it was like some kind of talent search thing and it was at the mall, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh I did we did the the show or whatever. And I'm trying to think, I think it might have just I think it, it might have just been me who performed. Like I did a song. 
And so I didn't win. I got second place. Like the person who won, I think it was like some girl who was tap dancing or something. But mm-hmm. the talent scout from there anyways was like, hey, um, we want I want you to come to New York and do Showtime at the Apollo. So I, you know, go up there, do do the show, meet Steve Harvey, you know, perform for the audience. And then I think when I came back, that's when I was like, all right, let me let me see what I can actually do myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna start writing my own lyrics, uh, finding my own beats, doing all that stuff myself. And so that's kind of what spurred me, like I guess going into middle school to actually start taking it a little bit more serious. Cause I think prior to that, it was more something like, oh, well, my brother wants me to do this, so I I'll do it. You know, I'll just put it together. And I guess performing was just something that I you know, it was just fun for me at the time. So let me backtrack you. How, if you remember, how was that experience? Yeah, how, how was the Apollo experience? Um honestly, I mean it was it was pretty cool. Uh the crowd the crowd loved it. Um Steve Harvey was pretty cool. Uh I'm trying to think of what else I can remember. Um, you know, obviously had a good support system. Shout out to the parents. They was there. Uh, yeah, Eric B was there. Yeah, my aunt my aunt even came out with us. Um, and I guess the performance itself, uh, I mean, the, the thing about me with performing is like, I just kind of, it's, it's more like I remember how people feel how when I was looking out at the crowd like how they was feeling about it I remember mm-hmm. more about that than like how I felt about my actual performance because it's kind of like I just get into the zone and it just happens you know what I'm saying yeah. it's not like I, I don't know how to put it man it's like you know I'd be feeling like I'm, I'm Kobe in the fourth quarter you know R.I.P. but yeah I, that's how I be feeling man I just be in my zone so uh it was overall. It was a pretty. It was. It was a really life changing experience, man. Something I never forget. Now, have you ever considered doing any of the, not American Idols, but the American Idol equivalents like Ti's um, Hustle and Flow show? Have you ever mm-hmm. considered going on one of those to just do it? Because I mean, you can just do it. Uh it was. It was. Like I, I thought about it, um, but I mean, like I said, the thing with me is I feel like it's a it's a pretty big time commitment mm. uh, on my end, and I feel like I could still I could still get to the same place I'm trying to go with just like trying to actually make my own music and commit myself to like more marketing efforts. And trying yeah. to get myself like I feel like I would have a better chance if I had my own. Uh, I, I'm just trying to get more organized with my own stuff first. You know what I mean? I feel that. I feel that. I mean, because that only that only ex- not exponentially that only amplifies it if you were to take that route. And that's someone was telling me about that. That whole brand things is is how you really can boost your own stuff so other people can find your material. Yeah, because I mean, the big thing with me over the past couple of years is I would do music and then I would just take a break. And sometimes I would even debate if I wanted to go back to it or not. You know what I'm saying? Which mm. I feel like a lot of artists, 
go through those type of, you know, phases. So, um, getting back into the rhythm of doing songs consistently, trying to, uh, market them consistently and, and all the other stuff that goes along with it. Like, you know, the cover art, all of this other stuff that you got to take care of networking, trying to get back into the flow of doing those things is, I feel like my top priority. And even though I could probably go on something like, you know, a hustling flow in America idol, and it might, it might benefit me greatly. I just feel like I, w- I would want to have something else Set already in line. To, yeah, so, yeah. So that the opportunity wouldn't just like come and go. And then, I, you know, people don't have nowhere else to kind of look at my catalog. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's smart. That's, smart that's probably the best way to go about it so that way when you're out there they're not just typing in oh i can't find this person exactly yeah yeah you have any memorable moments that you've caught in your music adventure ah (laughs) butchered that sentence but yeah you feel me (laughs) hmm let me think uh Obviously, the Apollo um, was was a pretty big deal for me. Uh, performing at my first festival, that was uh, Trill Grill. Mm. That was that was a big thing for me, and I can still remember, like, uh, you know, obviously coming out. Everybody that was out there, because this was in D.C., this was not like in Dallas or anything. Yeah, I remember a lot, you being a lot in of the people. Yeah, a lot of the people in the audience probably didn't know who I was and to kind of see the reaction because I started off with like a little acapella flow to get everybody warmed up you know to show that I'm, I could actually rap rap and I wasn't gonna be somebody just up there you know flowing over a, a song so no. I did that and I you know I still remember to this day like the reaction that the people had when I actually started rapping it went from like people was you know, maybe they didn't expect much. They was talking to each other about what's going on, drinking, doing whatever. So, like, I surprised myself because I, looking at them, I thought that they would just keep talking. Maybe I'd get one or two people, but it was like everybody looked at me like I was giving, you know, a speech at the Oscars or something. It was crazy. So I, I never really forget that, bro. And so I'm, I just be trying to take take advantage of all the performance opportunities I can now because I feel like it's something it's something there that I want to explore. So, was that the biggest crowd that you've had, or or what is the biggest crowd you've performed in front of? Uh, it probably be the Apollo. Uh, mm-hmm. it be either that or the Apollo. That those those would be the two choices. It's so kind of it's kind of hard. A problem? For, it's kind of oh. hard for me to remember exactly how many people was at the Apollo because I was I was first of all I was a kid and also uh, I was mostly focused into like the f- couple front rows. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really looking all up in the stands or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I can't I can't really recall the exact number of which one would have had more. But what was you saying though? Would you say you don't have a problem with stage stage fright or yeah yeah, yeah. any pre performance jitters? <laughs> uh, no. Nah, I, I mean, I still do, bro. Every every single time. But I, I'm the type of person like I always try to tell myself, you know, courage can't exist without fear. 
Mm. And, and also, to me, I think more than anything, I'll be excited. You know what I'm saying? Like all the, cause I, I practice a lot before I go up there. And so I feel like now I finally get to show the results of me practicing. So that's kind of more the mindset I get into and I'm more excited than I am afraid or anything like that. So, but yeah, I, I definitely still like, you know, get a little bit uh, anxious. It's just that I'm way more excited than I am anxious. So. That's a that's a good way to look at it. I know I didn't have that thought process when I was it was a couple performances I did. I remember performed it to friends and shit perfectly. And right before, just as an hour kept ticking down, pacing more. And next thing I know, it's just like I'm getting anxious. And it's it's you've done it. You've done it a billion times prior to that. And now mm-hmm. you're just like, ah, you just you just that that shake. You just get that that shake. But as soon as you step out there, there it goes away. It's crazy how that works. It's crazy how that works. You become something else in a way. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I just try to tell myself that, you know, all of that stuff that I'm feeling right now, it's probably mostly just because I'm excited. That's what I try to keep reminding myself. It's not that I'm because out of all the performance I've done and I've done a lot of performance, it's rare that I mess up anything. And and usually most people say, oh, you did great. I loved it. I want to know, you know, I don't know why you didn't do more songs or something like that. That's the response I usually get. Mm. So it's like, I I know, uh, you know, logically, I'm probably going to do great. So that's why I just try to tell myself, hey, that's just, that's just you being excited, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Lot shit. My last performance I did, I did a show with a, a homie named Torrance at Dirty 30. And mm-hmm. I had a That's So Raven moment in the stage. And um, it was just, it was just bad, and <laughs> it was just bad. <laughs> he said, "That's that's so." I ain't, I ain't never heard it described. Like, he said, "That's so Raven moment." Bro, okay. I looked at, I looked at the crowd, and I looked. I, it just, it was one of those things where it's like I didn't realize how bad it was. So you're just sitting there, and and the the dude is is trying to help me. He's trying to like throw my lines and fish them back at me, and I'm just mm-hmm. like dead. And then that's when, that's when I knew. I had to like sit my ass down and probably practice some more. And I don't, I don't know what it was. Like, I, like for me, it just felt like you, you know, when you feel like you fall off and you need to reinvent yourself. That's kind of mm-hmm. what that, that's kind of what it felt like. And that's why I had to get hit ghost mode completely until I figured that shit out. Because don't want to have yeah. that so Raven. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. But I mean, I feel like that type of stuff, you know, it happens for a reason. So I, I wouldn't like for me, I try to look at the mistakes in life or mistakes that I made and be like, okay, this happened so that I could correct it in the future. So mm. I would say it's even brave to go on stage and do do that type of stuff at all. Like I remember one uh comedy skit, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was like uh Seinfeld or something. Anyways, they were talking about like what people fear the most right mm-hmm. and i think the fear the fear of public speaking was number one and like the fear of like getting getting killed by a lion or death or something was number two <laughs> so that that'll show you like most people are afraid to perform or do anything in public period so like to even get up on stage i think it takes a lot more courage than people 
understand. So you gotta throw yourself in the deep end. That's 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 what I've been learning too. Like like there was um this movie uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, and I remember sitting there getting all into emotions and shit when it was a simple line of it's just a leap of faith, man. And I'm mm-hmm. just sitting there going like that's that's normally what's holding and breaking someone. Have they really given themselves? to their desire, to their passion, to the dream that they got, had they really given themselves to that shit. And it just seems like to be the thing that holds people back the most. Yeah, definitely, man. You can't expect other people to to uh, give you a chance if you ain't gonna give yourself a chance, so. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta go for it and see what happens, man. You can You can figure the rest out later. Do you have any goals that are just, yeah, yeah, do you have any goals that you just really want to capture? Like, there's something you just got to do musically. What's, what, yeah, do you have something that you just really want to do in this music game? Hmm. Uh, I want to put together an album that I personally like listening to from start to finish, which it might sound like, oh, that that's probably not going to be that hard. But the thing is, like, even a lot of the songs that people like for me, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty harsh critic, right? I don't even, like, li- yeah, yeah, I don't even really like listening to my own music that much. You know what I'm saying? I, I listen to other stuff or this or that. It's some stuff that I really like, other stuff, um, you know, other people probably like a lot more than me, but I really just want to get like one full album to where I'm like, yeah, I want to just keep listening to this over and over and over. Like I like the whole process from when I was writing it to when I got in the booth to record it to all the playbacks. And I was just like, yes, the whole time. I feel that. I feel that. I used to hate bumping albums of people. They'll give you a single. The single goes hard. You get the actual album, and <laughs> you got to hit that skill button. I was trying to think of an album I can actually bring bring up. Well, no, no, no. Actually, I can because I'm a fan of Kanye, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. When it came to graduation, I wasn't the biggest fan of um, Drunken Hot Girls. Like, I listened to it, but I, I just it was kind of one of those ones where I was like, everything else is like just top-notch but drunken hot girls is that lacquer for me <laughs> yeah yeah i can feel you a little bit on that um i'm trying to think of the last album or project that i was just like i could listen to the whole thing um i think probably the last thing that i listened to all the way through was uh ea sports center with gucci man that's, but that might be a little bit of my bias because that was like one of the first, that was probably one of the first projects that I ever like had a, a CD copy of that I bought myself. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I would just have it on repeat all the time, all the time, man. I would just be playing that. It would go from that to then uh, Dedication to Lil Wayne. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would listen to either one of those all the way through. 
Little Wayne is actually what did it for me. Like that's when I was bumping, um, cause you know, like I was saying earlier, prior to getting back into rap, I was bumping um, rock music and Little Wayne, he freaking gateway drugs. Then he was on that era of like making rock music, and then I just started listening to him to mm-hmm. spit all these bars, and I'm just like, God, he 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 was at the he was the prime. He was the prime at that time. What was that? What year was that? Uh, like eleven. Is that eleven? Before Drake came out. That's yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much how it was. And that that shit there is what kind of helped me and inspired me to get back in it because my voice is like in that area where it, it whines, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like Little Wayne because the asthma don't help either. <laughs> <laughs> but shit, so uh, who who's your who's your favorite rap artist? Right, yeah. Who's your favorite artist? There you go. Uh. Of all time, it's got to be Gucci, man. Because I, I feel like that's that's kind of when I went from... Because like a lot of my songs that I made before then were a little... Like, if you were to listen to it, it would probably sound more like... Uh, uh, have more like a, a New York-type swag. But it was just kind of based off of what I was listening to at the moment. My beat selection was a lot different. Mm-hmm. And, but I think when Gucci started coming out, I was like, man... You know this nigga country. You know his his voice actually sound closer to mine than you know somebody from New York. And so I was like, I don't know. It just kind of changed my whole perception on what hip hop music has to sound like. You know that and Lil Wayne. It, it just kind of changed my my perspective a little bit because before that I would just listen to you know Jay Z or I would be listening to like Jewels or something like that, mm. Dipset stuff like that. So when when all the you know southern rappers start kind of popping up Jeezy and all that that just really changed my perspective on what I could do with my voice cuz I know I'll be sounding country. So ain't nothing wrong with that. Shit, Big Crit is everybody best friend down south. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Shit. Shit, man, pretty, I... cool, pretty pretty cool dude too, bro. I met him uh at that festival I mentioned he was performing too. So, he's pretty. He's pretty how, uh, how humble. Big Crit. You said how is he? Yeah, yeah. You say he's a cool dude. I honestly, I only know him from I. I listen to Catalactica, and a lot of people are always telling me to check out more of his shit. And I just, it's like one of those things in the queue, and I just haven't done yet. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't really listened to too much of his stuff either. I was speaking just more from a perspective of like. When when we uh like cause I was with twin when we bumped into him, I I mean usually you would expect most I guess celebrities or famous people to just be like, oh okay uh you know hey what's up kind of wave you off but he was like, you know where y'all from and stuff we actually just had a conversation I was kind of surprised that he even bothered to stop so yeah he's a, he's a pretty cool dude man I got to try to get more into uh, his music too it's on my list. It is so cool to see that people, or not just people, people who have came up in life and became and got celebrity status that they're still human. Like, I, I've heard many stories of, of shit, just from the ones I heard about people meeting Andre 3000 in public and mm. him just being cool, kind, and just this human person that's there to open the door for you. Like, it's it's cool to hear that. It's cool to hear that. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely.
what kept you humble through all this? Because starting at an early age and all that, like, yeah, what what kept you humble? I struggled with humbleness, honestly, as a early, yeah, younger. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what what kept you humble through all of this? Uh, I really think, you know, my my, I guess my truest intention for music. It's just really to make good music. Like I, I like making good music, and that's the bottom line. You know what I'm saying? All the other stuff to me is secondary. And I think for a lot of people, it's kind of opposite. So if they start seeing any kind of success or anything, that's what they wanted, and so they try to hold that above people. Mm. I still feel like in, in my uh, journey of trying to make the best music I can. Uh, I, I still feel like I, I have a ways to go. You know, I'm still evolving. I'm still learning new stuff, uh, different ways to flow, trying to improve on my writing and, and trying to get myself together. So I'm always, I'm always trying to evolve, man. And I, and I feel like we all, that's what we're all trying to do in our different ways. So I really don't look, on, look down on anybody else for them trying to evolve or trying to get better. It's just a process. I love that. That's the way that I wish was just come natural for some people. I know because that, that honestly, you wanting to know more, it puts you in an automatic humble state because you know there's always more. And it, it, it just, I, I remember as a kid, I always told myself I have to boost myself because nobody else will boost myself. And that's what formed this, this, I don't know, this rejection to humbleness. I remember, yeah, and also bumping too much Kanye never helps for nobody. Like, when you absorb (laughs) all of that, when you absorb all of that, all you do is just turn yourself into this asshole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I just just remember that happening, and and I hate that that happened, because it's what what turned into, like, just a simple, small-ass crowd from a talent show turned into, oh, yeah. I got, I got this, I got this, and I'm gonna always be that. To really not understanding that you probably the weakest nigga out of your team, and <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those things. Like I, I look, I can look back on it, and I've learned it now. And it's like I understand why people were being humble, why they was trying to encourage people to be humble. <laughs> it's. It's it's crazy when you have those epiphanies. I I talk about this a lot because mm-hmm. it's a big thing in my life. Like it, it's like realizing how important that was was everything to me. Yeah, I mean definitely, and I know a lot of people who are still stuck on that man. They they won't let that Kanye persona go. They just keep holding on to it no matter what. And then by the time they they realize oh maybe this is not the right way to go, it's too late to turn back. So, you know, it's a good thing that you figured it out this early, I feel like. With with casualties, or I need a better word, but yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who died? Who you killing out there, bro? <laughs> no, no, no. No, <laughs> no I, I can't play without that. Honestly, it's, it's funny because I disappeared, and you know how when you disappear – in the hood, people start making rumors up about your ass. So, mm. nah, I can't even play like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I feel you. <laughs> but shit. Yeah, that, nah, bro, that, that shit's cool. That shit's cool. I, I fucks with it. Um, I'm, 
I didn't actually even write down any questions this time. Cause normally I try to jot down a couple things, but mm-hmm. like I was just like I was just chilling. Like I spent the morning this morning listening to your shit so I could be caught up to speed with what you've been putting out. And then I got busy trying to do regular shit in life, and I just was like, all right, well, it's three o'clock, and I started decompressing since three, so I could be ready to hang out with you. And here we are. And um, what I like to do, because I didn't notify you this prior to, um, mm. when I have an artist on, I would I like for them to freestyle, and I need to I need to break that down because every time I say freestyle, I've been noticing this, and these assholes have been getting away with this. They'll spit a verse from their goddamn songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna freestyle, and you know what freestyle I'm talking about because we come from the same vault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hey man, drop some bars. Drop some bars, okay. Uh, well, I'll let you know up front. I'm not the freestyle king. Uh, bro, we used to do that shit in the hallways. <laughs> yeah, bro, and that's the last time I did it. I started writing, putting that song. I ain't, get, I ain't do it no more, bro. I left that life behind me, bro. I left that life behind me, bro. One does not leave that life behind. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Uh, Oak Cliff Easy. Yeah, that's for Sheezy. I can't freestyle, but he didn't believe me. Man, I'm going hard. Man, I'm going ham. I done grew up fast like Shazam. Hey, niggas know me. It's the boy Young E. Came through the podcast and I left at about three. Now about <laughs> six. That's 45 minutes. I don't even know, man. It's freestyle finish. Hey. <laughs> see, see, you doing that, you doing that showed your realness all the way to the T. So, like, like, so fuck the bullshit. You can still freestyle. Chill out. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I like, I prefer to I'm write. Just a, be- a better writer, bro. Like, even, like, I even write stuff outside of raps. Like, I've been working on writing, like, putting together a show and stuff like that. So, I like, you know, even my regular nine-to-five job involves a lot of writing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I like writing, painting pictures. You know what I'm saying? So, that that's usually the, the way I like to do stuff, bro, as opposed to just, like, freestyling. I, for me, what I've been doing, like, I'll write. And when I produce a beat, like a lot of the times what helps me come up with the, the freaking flow style that I'm working on is I'll sit there and take a caveman style and I might not even have the words with it. And I'll just be in that mud going, but then I'm finding the rhythm. Then I'll just start freestyling while I'm driving places so mm-hmm. I can then come up with bars and shit. And and I mean, like every now, like not every now and then I'll sit down and write, too. But I, mean, I fucking made some cool ass lines just from sitting up there. Popping some popcorn. Okay, I'm lying. I don't even eat popcorn. I fucking hate popcorn. <laughs> just um, I'm making a sandwich and just like, oh, that frisbee across the room. That's whack, but that's what I, you know, there. It's yeah. just, it's it's one of those things. I I try to keep that element in the back pocket because when you get in the world and you get introduced to niggas that battle rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bro, I got a horrible story for you. When I when I left Townview, I went to um, I went to Carter, and mm-hmm. that first week, 
Like that first week was just straight trash for me. I remember I let my brother cut my hair and he shaved that shit bald and like no, he fucked it up, so I had to get it shaved bald. You don't go to a school your senior year with a fucking bald head. Um the, <laughs> the next thing that happened was everybody knew that I rapped prior to, and mm-hmm. there was this freshman who was like Lil Wayne Jr. from because they see like he's from New Orleans and he was there spitting. He was like this freestyle he, yeah, he's freestyle king. And I remember it, man. I got obliterated in a rap battle in the school courtyard. And everybody was there just hyping it. And I just, I had to be the, the bald nigga, <laughs> the bald-headed, <laughs> the bald-headed guy that got defeated because I didn't know how to freestyle. <laughs> I didn't know how to battle. No, yeah, that's the other part. I didn't know how to battle rap. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's a whole nother art form within itself. And I'm interested in it because it's just, it's crazy. Like the shit I've been watching them sometimes, it's like like they they take the art and they, oh, it's just just another it's another freaking skill set. And I kind of wanna kind of wanna dabble in it, man. It it it, it kind of makes me interested. I'm interested in it. I want to dabble in it a little bit. Yeah, uh, it was a friend of mine. I think his cousin was was trying to start like a battle rap ring or whatever whatever you want to call it competition tournament whatever. Uh, and so they they invited me to it. What I would want to know is like how many of these people are actually gonna freestyle versus the number of people who are gonna write stuff, right? Because I obviously you know I'm gonna write stuff, and if I write stuff, I feel like I'm gonna win automatically. But that's just me. But I've like I think I've met maybe one or two people in my life that can legitimately freestyle like without writing and it'd be like a one most other people they just gonna like spit a verse or something like that or and recycle if they their do, bars yeah yeah or just recycle some bars and throw it together or something like that uh so yeah i'll be i'll be willing to see that but yeah the other thing though is it is a completely different art form because i noticed like the people that i do know who can legitimately freestyle for whatever reason Whenever they get ready to try to put a song together, it it doesn't ever come out good, bro. I don't know why that is. You know, it's like they have all the all the uh, all the bars, but they just have trouble putting together actual songs with it. Yeah, because that's a difference from just bars and a fucking song. Like I, I remember just from watching my mom listen to music as a kid. I, I remember it might be something like. Um, um, trying to throw something because not a Millie. A Millie is the definition of a barred ass song that's mm-hmm. actually a song. But when you sitting there and you're trying to play, um, uh, what is that? What is what is Drake's song? The one where they was like, when Wayne was like, I got a red, uh, I got a blue clue, um, red, Wayne's here, Sue. Wait, point is, the song where they were just doing nothing but rapping, like mm-hmm. the older people be like, man, nah, this is not a song. All it is is just, it's just rap. And sometimes you, when it comes to a song, there is a verse there is a chorus slash hook you know mm-hmm. there's there's a thing called a bridge and and you gotta understand that if you yo well yeah i feel like you gotta understand that while you're doing this you can't just be a day lit and just wrap a long ass verse that's some real shit and put it out like that's cool that's his own little thing but i'm in the i'm in the not the business i'm in the art form to do both i want to be able to know how to do both Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it probably just take practice. Like, yeah. even with my freestyling, I feel like if I did it more, 
I'll probably be pretty good at it. The thing is, I don't ever do it, bro. I just be, I be right. Like if I sit down to write, it's with the intention of I'm gonna make a song to put out. You know that that's that's usually like it's rare that I just kind of freestyle just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Not because it's not fun. It's just because I don't be having time. So. I feel that that currency, the real currency, right there, time, because. I was I was considering it because but I don't even fucking out of time doing all the shit that I'm doing. Uh, but like it'd be cool to actually do the whole idea of freestyle Fridays or some shit. You just get together, and I mean you got all the ways to do it virtually, and mm-hmm. then just do it and let that be a thing. But I don't know. It's it's like it's one of those thoughts. I have always had those thoughts you jot down. If I execute them, I do. If not, you know how that shit goes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll feel you on that, man. Long to-do list. But, hey, bro, um, you should let everybody know where to find your music. Uh, Yeah, man, Oak Cliff Easy, all platforms, man. Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere, man. Just uh, just look me up. Also, hit me up on the, uh, Instagram, at Oak Cliff Easy. Uh yeah, should be coming out with this EP song, but yeah, check out everything that's on there. Holla at your boy. <laughs> Bro, thanks for hanging out with me. This has been dope and shit. You should come back by. Hey yeah, yes. After you drop your EP, after I bump it, we need to come back and, and hang out with me. Ah uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Appreciate you having All right, me. On. Man. Yeah, I'm 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 fucking I'm fucking not not amazed. I'm trying to find the word. Point being, you understand it. And yeah, now I'm finna go drop some beats my own damn self. Already, already. Be easy, man. man. Yup.